Amy, I'm responding to your questions through this audio format just because it will save me a lot of time in typing them. Your first question is, what did you study in college and where did you attend? I studied English in college uh, in my bachelor's degree and I attended Brigham Young University in Utah and then I earned a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing, specifically Literary Nonfiction at Columbia University in New York. So I have a BA in English and an MFA in Creative Writing. Did you know what you wanted to do before you graduated? If so, what was it? Is it what you're doing now? If not, why did you change? And are you glad you did? Well, as I was studying English as an undergraduate, I thought I was just going to be a college English teacher or teach somewhere. And the reality of that is that, uh, well, I gradually began to see that that the uh, prospects for getting a position as an English teacher in the university were pretty low, or at least it was really competitive, and the pay wasn't probably wasn't going to be so great. And also, I later learned that I really didn't like teaching, so that kind of put a damper on that move. And I also I always kind of wanted to be a writer for a magazine, but then the whole print industry kind of tanked, and breaking into that is really difficult, and basically, it's all low-paying. So, both those routes kind of plummeted, and financially, I just needed to make a living to support a family. So, I turned to technical writing. It was kind of a last resort. I always thought it was going to be really boring. But, as I started to um, do it, and, and when I had my first job, I realized that it actually was quite interesting it kind of combines my love of technology, uh, the passion to create, whether that that creative expression is through words or through formats or design. And it's, uh, it's a fun environment to work in. You get to interact with lots of IT professionals. What is your current job title and description? I'm a senior technical writer. I have no idea what the description is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea really. How did you come across your current job? Well, I was working in Florida. I wanted to move to Utah for various reasons that I won't go into, mainly for a safer, cleaner place. Um, in Florida, like our house had been shot into and things like that. It wasn't a very good area that we were living in. And when I came here, I took a job out in Dugway working for uh, as a contractor for the government and it was a good job. It just had a very, very long commute. It was like two hours each way. And it wasn't so good. I, in fact, started living on the barracks. It was a military base during the week. And that was kind of reached the bottom of my enthusiasm for that job, being so away from my family. Missed Halloween and everything. And finally, I, I was just looking for a better position that was closer. Even though this one paid really well, it just wasn't worth it with all the, the commute. And, and it seemed so unstable, like it was going to end at any moment. And so I just saw an ad in, I don't know, Dice, I believe, or, or some Indeed.com for a technical writer for the LDS Church. I'm a church member of, the, uh, of that faith. And so... It appealed to me, and I applied and got it. 
Number six, what did you go through to get this job? Applying, interviewing, training. I came in and I believe I had three interviews all in the same afternoon with various people. Almost like uh, I'd pass one interview and go up to the next level, maybe. And that's about it. Uh, there was no like training I had to undergo or anything. Number seven, how long have you held this position? Probably two and a half or more years. What activities, responsibilities, duties, knowledge, etc. does your position require? Wow, I, I could spend a lot on that, but basically you have to have a good command of uh, sentences, punctuation, grammar, and so forth. So a good command of writing, but also you really have to just be independent. You don't get a lot of direction, which is good because it gives you freedom and flexibility. But uh, if it's if you're just starting out, it's probably not the best place for you because you don't you won't have like a mentor to take you under your wings. You are in an agile environment, and you're just kind of uh, thrown into teams, and you provide help, and you have to figure out what kind of help to provide, whether it's online help, PDFs, wikis, quick reference guides, screencasts. You have to teach project managers what kind of formats they should have. Uh, they'll probably just default to some kind of manual or online help. And it's your job to both uh, figure out the best format, persuade others, and position yourself in the organization in the role that you want. Nine, what have you done to maintain your success in this field or position? Well, I blog a lot. And by that, I don't mean I blog about my cat. Although I did have one post about a cat. My cat. <laughs> anyway, I blog a lot about the field, which tries to keep me thinking about the issues that I'm experiencing each day. Uh, usually each day there's some kind of story or topic to blog about. And as I engage in that, it, it helps me just keep alive, keeps my brain functioning, and it keeps me kind of interested in the career. Whereas if I didn't blog, didn't write about my experiences, I think it would become a lot more boring. So a lot of times I'll, an idea will come to me as I'm writing about it, and I'll try that out or think about it during the day and try to implement that. And, and that's what keeps me passionate and, and engaged. Number 10, have your, have your position and or responsibilities changed over time with this company? Uh, not really. I mean, things have only changed in as much as I have kind of wanted them to change. It's mostly about deliverables that maybe I'm trying. For example, I really wanted to get into screencasting, and so I just started doing it. And that kind of changed my role a bit. But... Really, the job is what you make of it. So you can let people dictate to you what kind of deliverables you have to create. Or you can kind of lead out and and decide for yourself what you'll do and how you'll do it. 11. What past jobs have you had? Were they helpful when starting your current job? Past jobs. I, during college, I was a writer slash editor for my alumni magazine was a lot of fun. I was a math tutor. Well, not really a math tutor. I was a writing tutor for a math class. I was a writing fellow. Those were just college jobs. Um, during graduate school, I taught composition 
so I taught writing for two years to to uh, adult learners and new freshmen and so forth. That was a lot of fun. Um, I taught writing at the at the American University in Cairo. Uh, I was like a composition instructor full time for two years, and realized that wasn't really what I wanted. Um, realized that uh, I didn't really like teaching. I'd much rather write than try to coach others to write, especially if they didn't really want to write in the first place. After my teaching stint, I turned to copywriting uh, for a small health and nutrition company. Didn't really enjoy that as much as I thought, although it, it was a great kind of outlet for all my creative energy. It's just that you know, selling protein pills and finding ways to try to persuade people to buy things that I myself didn't want or use wasn't that fulfilling. So those were my jobs that I had prior to becoming a technical writer. Were they helpful? Uh, yeah, I mean, anything that involves writing is going to be helpful. I kind of wish I had more of a design, web design, um, digital media kind of background, but, you know... You can learn that stuff. The core of what you need are the analytical skills. And I think you really do pick those up through your education and through uh, writing jobs and just doing writing. Number 12. Did you study technical writing in school? Or was this learned gained through, through the employment that you sought and obtained? I don't think anybody really studies technical writing in school. If you do, you're probably one of like five percent most people fall into this job through various twists and turns in their career career and um because of that uh, i pretty much learned everything on the job i guess which is a fine thing even if you got a degree in technical writing you probably still would learn a lot on the job it's not like a degree in technical writing is going to make you just like 100% confident and knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about all the tasks you'll have to do in your job. You'll still have a lot to learn. Every company is different. Every strategy is different. And probably a lot of what you would learn with a degree in technical writing is more theoretical. And I don't know if, if you're going to learn all the tools that you maybe need to know or if you'll know how to, if you'll learn how to interact with users and so forth and how to deal with workplace politics that kind of stuff you really just have to learn through experience number 13 what tools including computer software do you most frequently use and what tools do you most highly recommend to other technical writers tools i use a lot well i used to use robohelp then i use flare and now i use media wiki so you know a help authoring tool is helpful um it's good to know several a lot of people use framemaker i don't happen to use that in fact i don't even know how to use framemaker right now uh i toyed around with it for a while but it's never been a requirement in my job and really i can single source to pdf using flare pretty well so uh, you can also learn author it or doctor help or some other help authoring tool uh, I recommend a graphics tool. An easy one is Snagit. A more challenging one, of course, is Photoshop. 
an Illustrator. I'm not a pro at Illustrator. I can kind of get by a little bit, but uh, I'm pretty good with Photoshop. I also recommend a screencasting tool such as Camtasia Studio. Not to be confused with Fantasia, which is how somebody quoted me in some other article. Camtasia or Captivate, both are excellent. Camtasia is more for like um, raw recording of tasks in a software application, whereas Captivate is a lot better for e-learning, where you want to have different scenarios and you don't necessarily need a running timeline. Um, some other good tools, I mean, if you do use Word, learn styles and templates and macros. Um, those are probably pretty good tools to get you started. Visio is always helpful. And, and if you're in a bigger group, you may need to learn other skill sets, such as Dita. And maybe you'll, you'll use an XML editor for that. Um, so it just depends. Number 14, when you were younger, what was your dream job? What's your dream job now, if it's not your current job? And do you plan on trying to pursue it anytime in the future? Okay, so my dream job is not technical writing. I'll be honest. I know I have a blog about this, and I know it seems like I think about it in the shower and as I'm driving to work and during lunch, but it's really not the case. My dream job would be to be like, a magazine essayist or some essayist for an online website that I really like or like a blogger for my company and get to kind of blog about different topics and issues and projects and challenges and people and users and also get to do podcasts with them and interview them and go out on scene and get to travel and visit different places and write about those places and just be like the voice of my company or organization that would be awesome problem is people just don't recognize the value of blogging very well it's it's sad it can be such a powerful medium but companies seem to just like relegate the the blogging to interns or just by random submissions from different employees on their own time am i planning to pursue it in the future i should but I currently don't really have plans to. I may throw an idea out. It would be great to be the official blogger for the LDS Church, despite all the hoops I'd probably have to jump through to get anything published in terms of approval and review. Still, it would be a pretty incredible job. It's pretty comfortable right now being a technical writer because the pay isn't bad. And so uh, <laughs> to jump and switch tracks out of an engineer pay grade, which is what I'm in, might not be as financially uh, sustaining. So there's that to consider as well. Number 15, have you heard of technical writing or had you heard of technical writing before your jobs that were in the field? If so, what did you think of it? And when you got involved with it in your past current employment, how was it different or similar from your previous expectations? My only exposure to technical writing was through kind of a survey course that I took as an undergrad in English. And my exposure was that it seemed really boring because the person who presented about it was really boring. She talked about laying out the formatting of phone books and so forth. And that really bored me, especially in comparison to all 
the rich ideas and literature that we were exploring in other classes. When I finally did get into technical writing, sure, um, my expectations were pretty low. thought it was going to be boring. thought I was going to just chew my leg off, as my manager sometimes says. Um, and it turned out to not really be that bad. It's really not a bad job. I can't say that like I would aspire to be a technical writer. Uh, the, the problem is, if you're, if you're into writing or reading or literature or something, there aren't a lot of financially lucrative sort of positions. Sure, you could become an editor for a big publishing house in New York. Uh, but chances are you're going to need um, a little milder job just to get as you ramp up in your in your big literary career. And technical writing is one of those jobs that you can do. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's not bad either. And at the end of the day, you get to come home and leave your work at work. It's a low-stress job. You still have a lot of creative energy for other endeavors. For example, a blog or a novel or something else. You, uh, I, at least, have never been asked to work a lot of overtime. Sure, there are some projects where you may have to dedicate some extra nights or weekend or something to try to finish it. But by and large, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad. Um, it allows you to have a good family life and go to work from 8 to 5. Number 16. Can you ever see yourself working in a position that doesn't require writing or some form of technical communication? Why or why not? Unfortunately, writing is looked down upon as a skill that everybody pretty much has. So even though you may have great literary talent, a lot of the sort of words you're asked to write don't require a lot of literary talent and therefore a lot of people can get by with mediocre literary skills or mediocre writing skills. That said, it's still kind of the bread and butter of what I, how I see myself. I see myself as a writer more than anything else. Sure, I may dabble in information architecture, user experience, information design, all these other sort of things, usability, but those are all just kind of peripheral skill sets. They're not really my core. Even screencasting, it's just kind of a peripheral thing. Really, writing is what I feel is my strength. But of course, in your job, you have to rely on a lot of other sort of skills as well. So don't let writing just be your, your core skill. You have to take that skill and apply it to a lot of other peripheral tasks. Number 17, how would you describe your personal writing style? Do you think that at work this style is, is stifled because of the nature of your work or restraints or company policy. My personal writing style tends to be honest, clear. I like to explore different topics and be creative about those that exploration. At work, my writing style is kind of stripped of, of that... Uh, honesty of voice it's a plain voice it's clear it's to the point uh in my personal writing style i like to emphasize story I tried to bring that into tech com but it really doesn't fit well i mean it, there are some applications and crossovers but ultimately 
not really. <laughs> um, do I think that technical writing can change your personal writing style and basically degrade your literary flair? Yeah. If I look back at my writing that I did before I was a technical writer, I think it did have a little more energy in it. It was a little more <laughs> florid or, or purple at times. It uh, I like to use more words and longer sentences and kind of run away with an idea in a long paragraph. And now I'm pretty much focused on being clear and knowing where I'm going and keeping things short. So, yeah, I have seen it change, but maybe it's for the better. Number 18, why did you start your blog? Where do you get the ideas for your posts and topics from? Well, I started my blog because I have a lot of creative energy, and if I don't have a blog, I will basically, basically, uh, well, I end up doing tons of creative stuff at work, which can sometimes get me into trouble. So, um, I started my blog because I like to write, and I like to express myself and explore different ideas. Every day at work, you will have some kind of story that you can write about. Even if it's boring, you can write about whether technical writing is boring. <laughs> so usually things pop up, and the more you write, the more you become aware of these little ideas during the day that are seeds for stories. I don't always have time to really explore them with the depth that I want, and so maybe they just end up being one-line thoughts or anecdotes. But um, the blog really does... Uh, give my career more of a sense of purpose. Sometimes I like to think of myself as a blogger who's masquerading as a technical writer, almost like an ethnographic experiment where I'm playing out this world of a technical, playing out in this world of a technical writer and writing about it. And maybe I'll move on to another career and write about it or another situation and write about it at some other point in time. Number 19, have you ever considered quitting your current job to work solely on your blog? Why or why not? Well, no, because I make a lot of money doing my doing my real job, and there's no way I could support myself. In fact, even with my WordPress consulting side business, I still don't make nearly enough, enough to like go above the poverty line. So um, it really would be kind of an ideal thing for me to uh, just say, look, I'm going to go live in Costa Rica. And all I need is $1,500 a month, which I can get through WordPress consulting. And then I'll devote the rest of my my days to writing. But really, if I did that, I'd probably be sitting around in my little Costa Rica apartment wondering what to write about. So the very thing that kind of gets in the way of writing is also what gives you a lot of ideas and content to write about. So being a technical writer going through the daily grind of whatever it is also gives me a lot of content to write about. So it, it it's the fuel for the blog. It's not really an obstacle to the blog. Without it, I wouldn't really have a lot to blog about. I, I would have to search for other things, which I certainly could do. I'd love to immerse myself in a library or write about some other things. Frankly, I don't have a lot of knowledge about other topics. Um, I've tried to write once about a philosophical topic on optimism and pessimism and realized that the barrier to entry was a lot of reading just to even get up to speed to have an intelligent point of view. And so uh, 
whatever topic you blog about in order to move past just a superficial layer you either have to be immersed in it all day or basically read a lot about that topic number 20 is there anything that you've ever had the urge to write about to include on your blog but you haven't actually done it why or why not I think the biggest challenge is trying to stay focused on my tech com topic and I actually broke that focus with a post about a new baby and so forth but um, I although I have this focus on tech com I also have a focus on story and so I kind of had an interesting story to tell that I thought made it worthwhile more than just like a little family journal post um, but but trying to keep the focus is the most difficult part of blogging and I, and I have wanted to blog about other things and sometimes I will just as a detour like I mentioned that post about my cat which you know I don't want to be blogging about my cat very much uh, but really you're supposed to focus on your, your little niche and stick with it if you want to be successful but occasionally you can take little side paths and and write about some of these other things because you don't want your blog to be some kind of writing prison if you really want to write about music or politics or religion or i don't know your day at the beach go for it but really if you're going to be writing a lot you're kind of going to be uh, focused on what you know what you're constantly doing so you're going to have a natural focus toward a more specific and constant topic number 21 what advice if any do you have for me a soon-to-be college graduate wishing to enter the field in the next year or two you don't have to answer this if you don't want to I remember asking you this in April and I believe that you told me to get as much experience whether through internships projects classes etc as possible because it can make a big difference during interviews and showing people yada 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 sorry I guess I didn't need to read that so basically advice I'd always give advice sure if you're a college graduate and you want to enter the field, you need to probably get some experience. And there's no better way to get experience than through an open source project. For example, WordPress or the LDS community projects. Or, I don't know, there's lots of them. Um, OpenOffice, uh, MySQL, I'm sure that there's tons. You can even just come up with your own. But you have to have some kind of stuff in a portfolio for people to look at. Otherwise, they'll just look at you and say, well, you don't have any experience. So you may be a good writer, but we want somebody who knows a little bit more about the field. It's an unfortunate sort of thing, but that's the reality. So build a portfolio. And in order to build that portfolio, you have to have samples. In order to have samples, you have to have some kind of projects you've been working on. It's always, help it's always helpful to start a blog. Uh, you don't have to expose your ignorance. You can write about different things that you're learning. It shows that you're engaged. It shows that you're passionate. It helps to move to a location where there are jobs. And um, you, you might just be content to start low, entry level. Get your foot in the door. Once you have a couple of, year, of years of experience, the doors open a lot more easily. So that's the end of the questions. I hope this was helpful. If you have any more questions, uh, check out the breaking into technical writing section of my blog. Or you can always email me and I'll try to respond. Thanks.